Hi, I'm Cece, and welcome to the Barry Dyers Podcast, where we share our most intimate insecurities, bariatric stories, and battle with obesity. So grab a cup of inspiration with me as we figure out life, post-op, together. We are so excited to announce that ProCare Health is sponsoring the Barry Dyers Podcast, ProCare Health wants to tackle some of the stigmas of bariatric surgery. For example, one of the toughest part of being a bariatric patient is making sure we are getting in all those vitamins and checking in with our doctor to see if we actually achieve proper absorption. ProCare Health is specially formulated for bariatric patients and know what our bodies need. Not only do they take out the guesswork and make it easy for us to achieve our vitamin goals, but they also give us vitamins that taste like dessert. Win, win. And they're easily digestible. Did I mention dark chocolate squares and cinnamon rolls? Give them a try. Use code BERRYPOD to save at ProCareNow.com. Who's ready to hear an inspirational weight loss surgery story? I'm so excited, guys. Today we have Lonnie, and you can find her on Instagram at ownberryatrix. Lonnie, hello, beautiful. You are so pretty. Thank you. I love your energy. Has anybody ever told you that? Yeah, I I think that's definitely one of my um, favorite compliments, I think, to receive. It's because it's on a whole nother, like, interpersonal level. And um, it just means so much more to be like, you know, I like your energy. I like your vibe. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, you know, I like your vibe, too. (laughs) I'd like to start off. I start off every episode. And the whole reason why I even did this podcast is because I was fresh post-op, right? And I was trying to find stories of people and what they weighed and those numbers in the beginning, you remember what that was like. They just really drive you and inspire you to push to do this because you're just dying inside. Yes. No, literally, literally, literally. And so I always start with stats first Mm -hmm. off. Okay. So I started at 305 and it's funny because I used to be so like, I used to say 300 for like the longest time because I just did not want to add those extra five pounds. And honestly, who knows how, you know, more Mm -hmm. I went over because I didn't be, I was not on the scale at all for the very, very longest time. I did not want to get on the scale. So the highest I was at was 305. And I am at 155 now. So I've lost 150 pounds. Oh my God. So exciting. Yeah. How tall are you? And I'm 5'4. So, and I will be, wow, it, it, since it's June, literally already, I will be two years out on the 16th. So, wow, how yeah, that's exciting. What does that feel like? I've only seen you a few times and I just yes. saw you in person this one time. Yeah. You're so tiny. And what does that feel like to have somebody say, you're so tiny? You know, it's funny you say that. Do you feel tiny? No, I don't feel tiny at all. It's so funny because I, it's still like this shocking feeling because I've never been told, obviously up until now, you know, to hear like, you're so tiny. It's like, 
who you must be talking to someone behind me you know because I am not a tiny girl I still on the inside feel like you know Mm -hmm. the fat girl on the inside so to hear that I'm tiny and you know it's not it's like an awkward rewarding feeling kind of like a non-scale victory all in itself because Mm -hmm. it's like someone else's eyes are seeing your body for what it is you know and they're saying the word tiny yeah in the same sentence which is the oddest thing people tell me I'm tiny I'm like yeah I am not tiny no right yeah I don't feel tiny I feel honestly I still feel big I know my pants are size four I have on right but I still I put on my pants and I still feel fat yes are they going to close? I feel really mm-hmm. fat today. Do you have your days mm-hmm. where you feel really fat? Oh yeah. Today's like actually I, one of them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> why is that? I don't know. I, you know, and it's funny. It's like, sometimes I'll do like a double, a double take at my stomach. I'm like, are you bloated today? Like what is going on? Like you just feel, you know, but mm-hmm. everyone has those days, you know, where they just, are like for example I went and had wine with a couple berry buddies and besties and they had like these little swings and I just I felt myself on the inside hesitating to sit down because I'm like you're gonna break it you know but I'm like no you're like you're fine you can sit on the swing but I still I'm like holding on to the ropes because I'm like like what is that gonna do I'm like hoping yeah I'm like I'm hoping it's not gonna fall and then I sat down and I'm like oh my gosh I'm like that is like that anxiety yeah I lived every single day and not just with swings it was just with chairs it was with small spaces. Yeah. It was uh-huh. moving, sitting up from the bed. It was just that anxiety of doing yeah. those things every single day. You got to kind yeah. of second take it. Like we yeah. were just at the pool and you know, the ladder steps that you get in and out of on the side mm-hmm. on the deep end. Yeah. There were people on the, on the shallow end and my husband was on the deep end. So I thought, well, I'm going to go in this way, but the water was cold. So I was like, I need to acclimate. So I, mm-hmm. I was going to sit on the first step, but I thought, oh, I won't fit that. But yes. then my ass actually fit in between the, the, on the little seat on the yes. step. And I stared at it for probably several minutes. Just mm-hmm. looking like, is in awe. in between? Like yeah. on the step? Is that possible? Yeah, I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. Because I had the biggest ass on the planet, you know. <laughs> I had a huge ass. No, so, you know, that's so crazy. funny. It is. It is. And I bet you were just sitting there and like, ah, and it's funny. Cause you don't know sometimes like, of course, you know, before surgery, you're like, you know what? I cannot wait to have that moment where I'm tying the towel around, you know, me or when I could shave my legs for the first time without like being able to breathe. Right. But it's also, there's so many more non-scale victories mm-hmm. that you get or that we get on a daily basis without even realizing it until they like actually happen. We're like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, I didn't realize that this is supposed to be actually easy for like, this is what nor quote unquote 
normal people feel like or you know non-fat people well, I call feel like skinny people uh there you go i tell my husband so this is what skinny people feel like is this a skinny no literally person thing and no I literally that's what you feel yeah you're eating and you're like separating your food and you're getting your little vegetable or whatever and you're like i'm having a skinny person moment this yes. is this is what a skinny person does Yes. Oh, this is what it feels like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's it right there. And, and it's yeah. funny because it's like, wow, I no longer have to, of course, there's things that we overthink and, and whatnot, or human, just like everybody else, but there's not that added additional added pressure mm-hmm. to hopefully you could feel like the smallest person in the room for once without people noticing you. Yeah. Right. Because you feel like the biggest person once, you want to feel like the smallest person in the room. So nobody's staring, nobody's watching and all the other stuff. So it's, it's weird to kind of just be a skinny person, you know, because you, you, you are just kind of like, I observe things more. I feel like I notice things more around me mm-hmm. because I just feel not only more like awake, but more alive on, in, on the inside. So I'm able to like observe so much more. Okay, here's a crazy question. Tell me if this is just me. Say, sissy, that's just you. But do you ever like you're somewhere and you see somebody who's severely, I hate to use the word obesity or obese. I feel like that's mm-hmm. a bad word. That it's, it's uh, like, right. I used for to me, get so it offended. Feels like it's derogatory for me. I yeah. hate that word. Yeah. I used to get so offended. I'm like, don't tell me that I'm obese. I like, don't say the word. It felt don't. so dirty. Yeah, and then when you put morbidly obese in front of it, it's like, oh, oh my gosh, man, don't even. I'm like, do that. okay, yeah, yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks. I lived there, you know, so yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but where do we you at? ever see somebody like your waitress or something, and you just want to tell everybody, hey, I have the oh, answer. Yes, I, you know? I always want to do that, and I don't know how to tell them, and I'll because I don't want to say it. Yeah. I'll just make up some shit about like, oh, I'm working on my podcast or I'm doing something. It's about bariatrics. Do you know yes. what that is? You know, I'll try to get it in. But there my husband thinks it's the rudest thing. He's like, baby, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, I want to help him. Yeah, no, I I completely resonate with that because I get that feeling. You're like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know what their story is or, but you can't help but wonder, especially because you've been there. Yeah. And you know, 99% of the, t- the percent of the time, if not more, they're dying for an answer on the inside. Yeah. They felt like they've tried everything. Yeah. You know, they felt like they failed and, and given up and failed and given up. And at this point, this is just what they're going to be and look like for the rest of their lives. They're just going to so, and yes. Yeah. yeah. So when you see someone who resembles who you were mm-hmm. at a time in your life it's like you're it's like that eagerness it's like hey like you know I kind of want to talk to you like you know I feel compelled to get to know you mm-hmm. and just to know if you know what's out there if when whatever you know like it because a lot of people don't know you know or if they are anything like me they've heard about it and they are 1000% convinced that it's the easy way out. Cause that's the only thing they've heard about 
weight loss surgery is that it's the easy way out and just no. But like, I was so uneducated. I didn't know anything about anything except what everybody else was saying, which if I know something now, it's that it is one of the hardest things, the most hardest, most joyful, grateful things that I've ever done, but it is, it's hard work. So I, I get what you mean when I see other people, I'm like, okay, I, I, I wonder if they know about it or, you know, you if not, them? I want to help them. Cause I have a big mouth. Oh and yeah. Yeah. People. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I talk I can't about it. Keep it in. I'll try. Sometimes I don't say anything. Um, mm-hmm. It hurts me because I feel like that was such a disservice to them. And I knew the answer and I didn't help them. And I, I mean, you remember what that felt like. I mean, at yeah. your biggest, you probably tried all the diets, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And to the point when I had heard about the surgery, I was like, that's just going to be another thing that I'm not going to do right. Like, yeah. it's, you know, and at one point I just had to make the decision and of course, with the support and resources of others. Mm-hmm. But at one point I had to come to the decision that, okay, when am I going to take the chance, the time to just really no longer live the life of what others think or by living by what others think or how others feel and to just do what makes you feel right and best. And I just took my health into my own hands in the right way for the first time ever. And it's like, it's, it's such a, it's like this rewarding feeling. And you kind of just want to talk about it all the time. You know, you just, you want to tell everybody and shout it out to the rooftops. Like I finally found that happy person. Cause it's more than just losing weight. It's kind of like this unlocked door. It's this freedom. Yeah. It's a food freedom. It is a freedom from diet culture. It is a uh, love finding yourself mm-hmm. coming into yourself like self-love yes. it is imprisonment just, from the scale like it's just the most amazing thing that I didn't none of us thought it was even possible what was your aha moment what was your what, what was my that? breaking point the, my rock um, bottom oh, rock bottom go, moment bottom. boom there you yeah. go I think for me I had been a mom for several years and because I have a daughter, she's six. So I had been a mom for several, for a couple to few years already. And we had a puppy. My puppy was like one. And I was already knowing, I was already knowing and feeling to the point like you like there's no way like if they were to run into the street if your puppy were to run into the street you're not going to be able to catch her you're just gonna have to kind of be like hey Paige like don't you know don't do that because I knew physically even if I was trying my hardest I knew that my body was not going to be able to do what I wanted it to do and of course the same thing with my daughter if I needed to pull her from you know, going into the street, you know, or pulling her out of the way of a grocery cart, just whatever it is, whatever it was playing with her. I didn't, I didn't even want or have the energy or the desire to do that. 
so those were definitely driving motivation, motivational factors for me. But another thing that really kind of was like, okay, I, I have to do this for myself was my mom, she had breast cancer and she, in the midst of her breast cancer journey, she in some way was like the healthiest version of her. Mm-hmm. And that was because anything that she wanted to do, she did it. She became a life coach. She beat cancer at one point. Um, she was working out, walking dogs, like taking care of her disabled husband. She was trying to live a better and youthful life. So seeing her fight for her life and for her health and then see and feel me feel not anywhere near what she's feeling, but I'm getting off the couch like she is and she has stage four cancer and I'm obese. So just seeing and feeling that I was like, I can't do anything to help her get better, but I can do something to make me better and to better my daughter's life. Um, And I can also physically help my mom better if I'm in a better state. So there is just so many different driving forces and factors that helped me get to the point of where I was. But ultimately, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like I was tired of having no energy to do, to even just exist, really. Just waking up and like the same day, here we go again. The fight, the battle, for me, it was the battle with food, Mm. right? Like, because I would lose every day. I would, yes. I would get these journals and I'd make all these wonderful notes and plans and wow. I'm going to get on this food plan and this exercise mm-hmm. plan and I'm going to do all these amazing things. And then I would start my day and I would fuck it up in the first two hours by drinking Dr. Pepper. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then yes. I would hate myself for it. And I was like, yes. well, I already fucked the day up. So I might no, as right. well go eat something, something, something. And no, literally. And then go to bed defeated and sad and hating yourself and hating your body. And here we go again the next day. And yeah, yes. it's this horrible rerun. You know what? That's crazy. You say that and so true because it, you literally just said it in one sentence. It's a, I, it was a everyday battle food and I, I knew I was going to lose because no matter how hard we, it's either we're trying to starve ourselves Mm-hmm. or we're trying to keep ourselves from binging and it's like it's just back and forth and it's just this yo-yo you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't girl it's this horrible prison that you're in it's, yes she had her cancer and I've had breast cancer so I mean I get oh it. wow and so yeah. in her moment she was fighting a physical entity it's inside of her it's uh and then the chemo is just literally putting poison 
to kill another yes poison in her moment of all of that Lonnie was she had to make a choice and we all do when we have breast cancer and we're Mm -hmm. in that moment is Mm -hmm. hey am I just gonna roll up in a ball in bed or am I gonna fight for my life right it is something that I am grateful that I was able to kind of just like wake up and be like, no, you know, I'm going to do this. And of course, throughout the journey, I'm like, am I really going to do this? But knowing like, okay, I'm going to do this. And just being here today, almost two years out, like I am still in awe with like my tool. Every, like almost every single day, I'm like, wow that's my tool. Like I, my tools working me and I'm working my tool and I'm just grateful. And that is literally kind of the exact resemblance that I got with my mom in her journey is she had something, she could not get rid of it. And she was just going to continue to live her life regardless. And that is exactly what I needed in them, in those moments, I didn't, I didn't see it. Of course, I was in my own dark place and just with battling with obesity at the same time, it's like yeah. a shot in the dark. <laughs> so being able to now be where I'm at, it's like, wow, you've accomplished so much just yeah. because I've accomplished bariatric surgery. I feel like I've accomplished so much, literally. You have your, you have your life back. Yes you're in the life that you've always wanted to have where I'm not saying you didn't have a life before, right? Now you are present in your life. Yes. And you love yourself and you love every day and you look forward to every day. And so that's the difference. 100%. That is the difference. And I remember that one time someone had asked me about relationships, you know, after bariatric surgery or during bariatric surgery. And I think for me, one relationship that a a lot of people don't talk about in um, the bariatric community is a relationship itself Mm -hmm. when it comes to the relationship category. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is one of the most, not only is it the healthiest relationship, that I have in my life right now, it's allowing the other relationships in my life to be healthy and transparent Mm -hmm. because I'm able to be a better person for me on the inside. Now, of course, I'm not perfect, but I'm able to do better for myself now because I don't have this not only this physical, literal physical barrier, but I, you know, I didn't have the added mental barrier that comes with that physical yeah. barrier, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. So it's, you there's just the weight or the cloud, yes. the looming yes. dark cloud over you every day. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. exactly. It, it's, like you said, it's freeing. And, and I, I love butterflies. Butterflies is something that I hold very near and dear to me, but I literally see like that 
this journey as that it's because literally like when you're cocoon like when you come out of your cocoon like you're a whole new person like you don't forget that you were that caterpillar but you're still honoring who you were before and just coming turning in and trans transforming into whatever it is and I feel like whatever it is you want to be that is a butterfly you know in in my mind and that is what this journey gives you I feel yeah I was just I had an episode with she's on Instagram it is digesting my feelings and she had been big hurt since she was like in third grade like she was yeah overweight her whole life and it's so amazing how she finally losing the weight and she gets to go shopping she mm-hmm. didn't even know what her style was or what her <gasps> look was or yes. her vibe was. And so it's just, a it is absolutely like a cocoon. Mm-hmm. And she's just this new, the whole world is new to her now. And it's just yes. it's a beautiful thing. It's so beautiful. A butterfly. Is yeah. Beautiful. yeah, I love that. And you know what? It's funny you say that because that is definitely something that I've been exploring I never really thought about clothes because I hated shopping. I hated trying on clothes because it's not going to fit anyways. I'm just, you know, so what I I just wanted to avoid the dressing room at all costs. Uh So now it is such a different feeling to have so many options to have so many different options and to enjoy the options that you choose. Mm -hmm. And it's like finding this new identity. And I, I'm in the process of trying to figure that out, you know, myself, I'm like almost two years out and I'm, I've been maintaining. So now like the clothes that I buy are going to be the clothes that are probably going to be the clothes that I'm going to have like for a while, you know, cause I'm no longer in that fluctuating stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like finding a whole new, um, a whole new part of yourself because your clothes are your identity. Right. Yeah, and I never really got to express my identity through my clothes. Um, well I did, my clothes showed a lot when I was heavier. I looked how I felt. I didn't, I didn't want to be out. So I didn't want to be seen. So I would have baggy pants, baggy hoodies, wouldn't do my hair. I just was completely checked out, you know? Um, don't get me wrong. I still love my hoodies. I still love my baggy pants, you know, but it's just a whole different feeling. I actually feel comfortable. I don't feel like I'm busting out of my sweats and my hoodie. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's it's just like, I am, I just feel like I'm comfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah. So let's get into it because I want to know what makes Lonnie successful. And because I feel like there's a lot of people who are two years out or Mm -hmm. seven years out, they still haven't lost their weight or Mm -hmm. they're still having the food issues and the regain and all of these things. So I'd like to- dig deep and oh so your highest weight was 305 your surgery weight was what 275 and your current weight again 155 I had to think about it it's been a while five four which I love that because you're short like me so yes I know when I saw (laughs) you in person I was like oh you're so short I love it yeah I'm super short and so 
you had what surgery? Uh, VSG. So you yeah. had the VSG. So what made I did. you choose the VSG over like the R and Y or? The- yeah. Well, you know, that's actually a funny question is I really had no idea, no idea. Like I said about the surgery at all. So I had no idea what I wanted to choose. I do know that the VSG was the, I was a a better candidate for the VSG because I didn't have any under or any health issues prior other than, um, of course, being morbidly obese is a category that I was previously in my BMI was over 50%. Um, and I was pre-diabetic barely by like one point or however the technical term is. And, um, I, and that was, How old are you? yeah, I'm 25. Oh, so, gosh, and, lucky girl. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Good for you for doing, you know, it and so it's young. so funny because I literally, anyone who cut in my close circle, I'm like, oh my gosh, after 25, like, that's scary. Like, what is there to look forward to? But I have finally gotten to a place in my life where I'm looking forward to 30 and uh, above because that's just like, it's it's sophisticated and sexy. The way that I think about it is when you look up to the people that you look up to and they're in their 30s and 40s and, and above, they're, they're, in, they're in their prime in their life. They, they are, if they don't have a career, they, they, they're finding it. They're, they're knowing what they want. They're going for it. They're seasoned in life and really just not giving a shit or a care in the world of what people think because they just, they've kind of been here for a while. And I think that it really has changed my just perspective in general because I'm looking forward to things. And that's a new feeling for me. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to not only just every day and waking up, whereas before I was like, oh, another day of feeling miserable in my own skin, you know? Mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of like, okay, you know, I can walk around and I'm not feeling like so heavy, literally, not only physically, but mentally, you know? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I really think that that has played a role into who I am is, and in my journey is learning to put and prioritize myself versus doing the complete opposite. I've done that my entire life. I was always trying to hide from who I was because I didn't like it. Um, and I would just leave her on the back burner all the time. Mm-hmm. And I never had plans to kind of fight for her. And so now being able to be in a place where, yeah, I may have my days where I'm not feeling the best, but I know, I know that I'm getting where I want to go. I know that I could get where I want to go. There's no ifs, you know, it's just a matter of like when I'm going to do it. It's just when I get there, I'm on my way to doing that, you know? Um, and that's a, a, this new feeling that I've never had. And I think that's why it kind of brought me back in saying that. I think that's why I'm so eager and such as yourself, so eager to tell people because you want to let people know like, Hey, do not give up on yourself. Like stop hating yourself. 
give yourself grace. That's like one of the number one things that has helped me become successful in this mm-hmm. is giving myself grace and holding myself accountable as well. And, and really learning how to advocate for myself is yeah, really, we did not do that at, at no. in general. And, you know, no. I can't give a blanket statement for all people who are obese, but right. uh, a lot of people who are obese, we put ourselves last, we go to theme parks yeah. and we go to things. We're like, Oh, we'll wait here. Like, yes. you know, cause what if I don't fit or what if I can't yes. get through the thing or I'll just wait or yeah. we don't want to put ourselves up front and we don't want to, you know, be first or be seen. No, no. Or any of those things. And so now it's this weird shit. If I go to the swim park or something, I want to run to that line. Yes. I don't care who's behind me. I don't care who can see my butt from behind. Yes. You know, or what my legs, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. It is an absolutely beautiful thing. So a butterfly needs to be your brand. Oh yeah. It, it, no, it is 100%. I it's, there's something about, and that's why own is one who navigates. It stands for one who navigates because it's literally one who is navigating just like a butterfly through life. There, there's no manual. Like you will always navigate through it. You will always have to either walk a mile, climb a mountain. That's life. But it's just learning how to navigate through it. Yeah. Um, and of course, most importantly, in a way that works best for you. Yeah. And um, I think that has to go with this journey as well. That what helped me be successful is, of course, allowing the support and help of others, but also taking it into consideration Um, It doesn't always have to be something that I do because no one knows my body um, as well as I do, of course. And so I think just really knowing at the end of the day that this journey is mine and it's okay if I'm not doing what who X, Y, and Z are doing, you know, it's, they're doing that because that's what works for them. I'm doing this because this is what works for me and my body. And we are both perfectly okay with that, you know? And I think that that is definitely a key that I was missing in life because before, whereas before I was always comparing myself to others. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, she's doing that and it's working for her. And that's incredible. I'm also doing this and it's working for me. And, you know, now we get to have like a great conversation about what we're doing and what's working for the both of us versus me. Like, oh my gosh, like she's doing this. And that's, you know, like just that feeling of just always feeling like you're having to be up to battle. Yeah. A lot of the times people think it's not, it's not a one size fits all. You're never going to know what's going to happen until you literally are off the table because you don't know how to navigate a a tummy that small. So you never know what's going to happen until you're, you yourself have the procedure, you get off the table and then you navigate through day by day by day. I think just really, instead of in the past, we used to live our lives hating ourselves not looking forward to the next day. Now we get to 
better ourselves on a daily basis and look forward to the growth that we're trying to achieve. Yep. And that's like a whole 360. It's an, it's empowering. I love that. I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. do you know what your cause for your obesity was? You said it wasn't a medical. Like, yeah, no. So I didn't. Is? Yeah. So I didn't have um, like, you know, the high blood pressure, the high cholesterol, any of that. I did not have any of that. So had I, my surgeon did say he would have recommended the bypass. So that's why he said uh, the VSG was what I would be a better candidate for. I think, or I know that it was binge eating for sure. I was emotionally, I used food as a way to soothe in, you know, my emotion, whatever emotion it was, whether I was upset Um, I knew that I can eat and then eventually I would get over whatever I was upset about. If I was sad, I, there was particular foods that I could eat that I could eat and it would make me feel better. Mm -hmm. Ice cream, brownies. If I needed something quick, so many, you know what I mean? If I was Mm -hmm. frustrated because I was broke, but I was hungry, I can go to Del Taco and get a 50 cent like burrito, you know? So it was always there even when I felt abandoned and that was something that I have struggled with. I still do struggle with. Even when I had felt abandoned in those moments, I knew food would be there. Do you know what age that started? You know, it absolutely started when I was in elementary school, me comparing myself and really turning to food as like a friend really to where it became like oh like I can rely on food would be in middle school um my body didn't look like everybody else's what did make me feel better was eating candy chocolate all whatever it was chips that what made me feel better and um it was kind of like this blanket that I wore over me on an everyday basis um and obviously the more I got you know bigger the more insecure that I felt it didn't stop me from eating it just had me turn to food even more Uh, because at that point I I just I couldn't stop so I literally would just eat until I was just like to the point where I couldn't anymore, you know? So oh, no, I, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I know that yeah. 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 And I it's so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. now I feeling full. It's like, oh my gosh, how did I feel? Obviously like now it comes with a lot, you know, feeling full is a, a lot different than a normal person feeling, you know, a regular mm-hmm. tummy feeling full. Yeah. Yeah. But feeling full now it's like I know I ate quadruple the amount Mm -hmm. and I and like I lived with that full feeling like every day you know and still thought I was starving like I needed to eat around the clock you know yeah I remember the first time I heard my nutritionist say something about well when you feel the hunger pain Mm -hmm. um so whenever I have a hunger pain, 
you know, of course, after bariatric surgery, when I get a hunger pain, it's not a typical hunger mm. pain, but it's I get nauseous. <gasps> yes. I get like, oh God, I need to eat. Like I'm yes. I need protein right now. I don't care what yes. it is, I need protein. But before, because I tried intermittent fasting, I tried mm -hmm. intuitive eating, and it, it was like, wait for your weight to feel hungry. I never knew what hungry felt like because I was always eating. I didn't know what stomach that pain, yes pain or grumbling. I'm hungry. Yes. Like I was always eating. So I know I hear you. I got it. I yeah. never knew. Now I and I have literally sat to myself and I'm like, wow, did I know? Did I really know knew what hunger or what being hungry felt like? Mm -hmm. Because I was always eating always eating and even when I'm like oh I don't want that I would I would end up eating it anyways and if it was a bowl of it was a plate of food and I literally felt so full I had to finish the plate otherwise it was wasteful and that was something I think that developed when I was younger as well is yeah. me cannot leave the table until everything on your plate is done so I would literally finish everything on my plate and then some and then it just was like a snowball from there. And this is why it's like an, one reason I really, when I talk to people, I stress your relationship with food and your mental health is one of the first places you want to start. Mm -hmm. If you have not already, when you start this journey, because whether you don't eat at all throughout the day, but then you find yourself binge eating at night, there's still a relationship with food that has to be repaired. There's some type of relationship with food and of course, trauma that has to be, you know, restored, regained or relearned um, when it comes to food. Because if you don't hit that, the the reason as to why we got here in the first place yeah. it will essentially just be a band-aid until we find ourselves back you know if you're talking right you know these issues these right issues and regardless I love how you said that because regardless if you have a cover or not if you remove the cover and you don't work on what's what's in within you're just left exposed yeah right you have to then at that point re get rebuild some type of a protective barrier but if you don't know what is stemming at the root you can't fix the the issue um and I honestly it's funny because butterflies and gardens are like things that I'm like obsessed with and I, I don't say I have a green thumb or anything but just the meaning behind a garden it means it it just the meaning behind it it is yeah. what really means the most to me is because if you put the time and the energy and patience into your garden it will grow mm -hmm. it doesn't grow overnight but it will grow the more you work at it, the more you fertilize it. You can't just leave it there. You know, you have to work at it. You have to give it sunlight. You have to bring it in. Like there's work 
but it, it's, it's supposed to be joyful. It's supposed to be fun, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why gardens and butterflies are like a huge thing with my journey mm-hmm. as well, because it's, those are the simple things that we see or we know of in an everyday life, but we do mm-hmm. ourselves as human beings. And it's kind of like this coming out of your cocoon when you, you know, are transforming after weight loss. You got to do the work. I mean, it's, I mean, you can take the weight off, but if we don't do the work for the, who we are underneath and we're not going to find our true selves and yes. And I love that you're circles. Yeah. Right. And I love that you're asking that question because it's a, it's a question that doesn't get asked often. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is why some people may find themselves even without having surgery in this pattern because they're not looking inward or they're not taking the time to figure out what is you know at the root um so I really love that you asked that because that is essential just our childhood everything is ingrained in us our attitudes our thoughts our behaviors and if you just stop and question why do I have this belief in it everything's rooted and we just have, we have to do the work. I could totally understand how people say it's the easy way out because yeah. Are you going to lose weight? Hell yeah. You're going to drop the weight. It's going to drop really quick, really fast. But if you don't get a hold of the mental work within a few months of it, you know, I'd say what, four months, five months. I mean, you're going to be do great, but then you're going to go downhill <laughs> Yeah. if you don't yeah. put in that work. And so yeah. I just, I really appreciate your honesty. I think it's important. I think we have to have these tough questions and nobody talks yeah. about it. And I think, no, I think we no. have to self-care is gigantic and it's, you know, it is huge and we don't have it, you know? No, it is huge. And it is something that is not talked about enough and it really does need to be something that's normalized because when you're doing this, you have to be willing to give yourself the amount of time that we willingly ignored for so long, right? As to why we are, most of us are in the positions that we're in, right? And it it has a lot to do with habit change, you know, and the whole belief system as well. But the funny thing is, when you're not feeling good on the inside, we don't really make the best decisions for ourselves. But then when we find our place feeling healthy and better, we automatically want to do better for ourselves. We want to surround ourselves in better environments or, you know, we want to feed ourselves better things. Of course, we are okay with, you know, having whatever else we like to have, but we're also okay and look forward to fueling ourselves versus, you know, just always feeling it with toxicity, whether that be mentally, emotionally, socially, you know what I mean? Physically, all that stuff. It's a, that's a skinny thing again, because, you know, before I would eat the worst food ever, you know, we've all eaten the worst food ever. Yeah. But it's like now, it's a skinny problem is I don't actually, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I'm just going to say it. It sounds crazy, but I know when I eat something that's not nutritionally well, mm-hmm. like good for me, I don't get anything out of it. Like I eat it and then 
I don't, and it's not. You're not the bad, only one. But you're not the only one. If I, I make promise a protein you. shake with like my protein, some cod liver oil, like I know it sounds horrible, like a, a good, like a meal, like a, a good, yes. uh, uh, that's that's gonna give yes. me the vitamins and the nutrients and the good for my body. I actually like feel a boost from it. Yes, and, and I'm so happy you said that. Hell. When did this happen? I'm so happy you said that. No, no, no. I'm so I happy you said that. I feel better because... in my body when I yes. eat better. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm so happy you said that because now it's not that I'm picky about what I like. So you take me to a restaurant, I'll find something to eat. I'm not picky in that way, but I definitely am very particular on where I choose because I already know, okay, that's just going to make me feel icky inside. Like, for example, um, <clears throat> my fiance, she wanted to go to Popeye's and I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Whatever. We'll go. Everything was fine. Like everything was fresh. Like it was fine, but I ate it. And I was like, that literally did nothing for me. I was like, I'm waste full of time. Yes, I said I'm full, but I feel disgusting. I physically, I don't feel like I have energy. I feel like I need to go lay down, go to sleep, and my day is done. But then when you eat, even like going to Rubio's and getting a a bowl of with like rice, beans, Mm -hmm. salsa, and corn, whatever, if you feel better mm-hmm. eating that than you know like yeah. a cheeseburger oh, no, I got you I got you yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's crazy to I notice I can't even eat things. a bag of chips I had you know, the things that you took for granted before you would just eat yes. whatever just stick it in my mouth let's eat it let's go and then those were the best things though yeah and I can't even yeah. eat it it's like why am I going to waste my energy and my stomach space for that? Because I know I'm not going to really enjoy it. 100%. You know, it's, it, it, oh, oh my God, we're skinny people. We're talking no, like skinny people. <laughs> no, literally, it's funny you healthy, say that. Be- healthy, skinny people is what we sound like. No, literally, because we were at, we went, we chose to go to a Mexican restaurant the other night. And Every time I do this, every time I order my food and a drink, I cannot finish my drink. The drink obviously comes first. Yeah. And then um, I'm like, I have to order a water because I just have to order a water as well. So I have a drink, I have my water and I, my, by the time I have like a quarter, a half my drink down, my food comes I take four bites, if that, like we had nachos the other night. I had five nachos, if that, and it was like this big old nacho plate that we were going to decide to share. And I'm looking at my drink and I'm like, there's no, I literally had to force myself to like drink because it's like, you, I can't, I'm like, I have to order. I do that. No, when I, same here, I just, I. I'm and like, I'm like, I can't, I can't even it. freaking drink it. We got to wait at least 30 minutes. Can we just stay here yes. for like an hour or two? Because I want to yes. stay at a restaurant for at least a couple of hours because yes. I want to be able to drink my drink and I want to be able to eat my food. 
and I can't. That's that's what I that's literally I'm like, you know, I'm like, I can't. I said, I'm just gonna be come to the point it's like if I don't, this will be the last drink that I order. If I don't drink this drink, like I'm not gonna leave another drink behind. Otherwise, I'm just gonna have to order salads or wait the 30 minutes. Yeah. Because when you don't wait the 30 minutes, there's definitely moment. And don't get me wrong. I don't wait 30 minutes. Uh, every meal I, you know, but when I don't, and I'm super full, I feel it. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, that's why you're supposed to wait because you, you, you can't do both at the same time. You gotta let that sometimes. first part go down and then you can exactly. Go and yeah, it's such a huge transition. It is. It's crazy. That's so crazy. But it is. You've been really successful. And so is your mom doing good? She unfortunately did pass away in 2020. But she yeah, she did. But she had cancer in for four years and fought it. But unfortunately, it did get to the point where it just it was in her 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 blood. It got in her blood and whatnot. So yeah, she, gone. yeah. Sorry. My mom's been battling stage four, her stage four breast cancer. She's been battling hers for like 10 years now. Just hanging Wow. On. Yeah, she's wow. struggling. It's in her lung now and yeah, um, bones. Like it's just, it's such a hard thing to have to go through. I'm so sorry. It is. Thank you. And I, I, it, I, it means the most to me. Did she get um, to see your transformation? You know, a bit? she did. And it, did. it's okay. funny because actually today, and it got me emotional because like I told you, my two year anniversary is coming up and I'm probably going to post it because anytime her anniversary or her birthday comes around, I cannot bring myself to like, post like I'm just like it's too much but I think I'm personal yeah it is you know and those things I never really posted her I didn't post her journey at all um on that's just what she preferred because you know when you're going through that your body is yeah so she preferred that and I respected that 100% but I remember I found a picture in my phone of her facetiming me as I was like laying in the hospital bed with my uh, mask on and she was smiling because she was so happy. Like she, she knew that just losing weight was something not only that I wanted, but that I needed. So that made me emotional, but it's me finally being healthier because I know, I know that you can get diseases at any size, at any age, yeah. but I know that my chances are, I am doing my job to lessen my chances by prioritizing my health. Yeah. And I know that that makes her proud because I know she wouldn't want me to be in the same situation that she was in. And I'm, of course, I'm already terrified of that to begin with, but I'm doing my due diligence to put my health first, you know? And I remember one point in time, she was like, she's my middle name is Jalen. So she used to call me Jalen. She's like, Oh, Jalen, you look thin. And I'm like, well, thanks mom. You know, because I've never was thin. So just like you said, to hear someone call you thin is so weird but 
yeah, she did get or to tiny. see. My husband calls me tiny sometimes. Yeah. And, and I'm like, like what? Where? <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah, I am very lucky to know to have had her there in the beginning, you know. Um, but it's crazy. I had no idea about your journey or your experience with breast cancer. So when you told me that, I was like, wow. It's crazy that yeah, we, but I'm sure I, I really, I want you to know that I I'm positive. She had such peace knowing that you were shifting because her, her motivation to be healthy and live and yes, you know, then you kind of sparked you in your journey and to see you make that shift get, I bet it gave her such resolve you know, and yeah. feel good that her granddaughter would be okay. And that you would be okay. And yeah, that, and honestly, itself. and it did because I have little siblings as well. Um, who is nine and six ones the same age as my daughter. So I really needed because my my dad has multiple sclerosis as well. So I like, I needed to prioritize my health, you know, not only do I want to, but I, I need, you know, to prioritize my health and her and I never got to bond in a way of, we've always bonded over food, but we never got to bond over physical exercise. Well, we, when I was younger, like riding bikes and stuff and we would try, but her fighting for her life and walking together and me losing my weight and walking together. It was something that was so powerful mm -hmm. because she's on her journey and I was on mine. And it was, it was very empowering for us to be able to do it together, but in, yeah. in a different way, yeah. but together, you know, just yeah. brought unity. Yeah. And yeah. that's needed because I, I want my, I don't want my daughter, of course, I will love her no matter what she does or chooses to be in life, but I hope she never has to battle with obesity. And I know that I have to be in the right state of mind mentally because of my relationship with food, right? Mine came from emotional eating and binge eating and, you know, being just isolated a lot as a kid and having food. Um, so I want to make sure that I'm setting up her environment for success. Yeah. And, and when it comes are. to eating healthy, you know? Yeah. And you are, you're doing, I think you're doing just an amazing job. And thank I'm, you. I'm so proud of you. And I've only got to see you a few times and chat with you. I wish we had more time. Yeah. You know, well, on I, the cruise. On the cruise. Yes. <laughs> it is nothing but self-care, wellness team building yes yes sitting at the pool having all day it is a self-care retreat yes. on the seas oh for sure you know so, can we get massages on the cruise do you know don't yes there's a spa yeah and okay. so we'll have giveaways for a spa i have a literally yeah. okay i massages and spas are like a dream come true and I've been telling my I can just never get myself to buy a massage because then I feel selfish when I know that's what my body needs so I'm like sitting here telling myself Noani 
not only do you need the self-care cruise, but while you're on that self-care cruise, you are going to, you need to get a massage. (laughs) Oh yeah. Get you a deep tissue massage. No, literally. I'm happy you said that because. Yeah. Oh no. They have a spa. You can get your hair done, your nails, facials. You can do everything on anything and everything I'm excited there's zip lining we're gonna be zip lining I'm excited climbing yes all the things that we perfect NSVs that I was terrified to do before and limited so I was happy that I was limited but now I'm like to do it I'm like let's go Lonnie comes first Lonnie comes first yes yes I'm excited I am so excited um, but one thing really quick before I forget, cause I'm a mom, yeah. cause I have three kids and you're young. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I got to do it. You're young. Um, you can go to your doctor and tell them about your mom and ask for a bracket test, bracket one and two. Okay. Just say that they'll know Okay. Say your mom had it and they just test you to see if you have the genes. Okay. It's hereditary. Yeah. And, and that just will give you peace of mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because I think that's really important to do that because, you know, if you not knowing is just as scary. It It is is more scary. And she passed away so young. She was 44. So it's, it's like a, it's like, I, you know, I want to do anything at all costs to make sure that to be I there can for be healthy and for your daughter. And so it just, it puts the control back in your hands, right? Yes. So you just, it's called BRCA one and two. I mean, I would be a bad breast cancer patient if I did not tell you that anybody <laughs> listening. No, yes. I'm talking about if they have experience, yes. but it just, it puts the control in your hands and that way you'll know and they'll tell you everything hereditary not hereditary if it's this or that or whatever so right you know you can just tell your family doctor any doctor yeah and and they'll get you started on that but I I think that would be a good a good idea Um, no for sure mind that's kind of like this tool you know people talk about this tool it's like oh it's easy people who are addicts because I used to be a substance abuse counselor they mm-hmm. have 12 steps and they have their mm-hmm. tools and all of these things, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's nothing wrong with putting yourself first and saying, I need help. Cause when I went to my doctor, I had a hernia. I oh. was so uncomfortable. Yeah. I got a um. hernia. Well, it was a good hernia. Cause I got it when we were having sex. So it was a good. Right. Uh, I had a hernia, but I was like sick and tired mm-hmm. of being sick and tired and fat. You know what I mean? And I yep. put the control in my hands and said, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think the minute you can say that and say, I'm going to be the, the yeah. person in control of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it takes. Yes. And then you know? once you, it's a power, like thing. I was seriously just about to say, it's like a superpower because it once you fucking, know, it's absolutely super, you know, the girl yes. ladies on Instagram or anybody who's like, yeah, my hair was kind of thinning because of, I had bariatric surgery. So I shaved that shit off and they had this little poof and they look yes. so cute. It's yes. like, you know what? They put control and the control back in their yes. hands and they owned it and they're mm-hmm. living it. 
and love it. Like, yes, badass bitches right there. Like, I love it did, that. I, that's that. That's I, I love, love that. that. I literally love the term badass bitches because that's, yeah. it's literally because says they, it in itself. Out, and the person I was thinking about was digesting my feelings. Like, she just, yes. like, screw this. She's got this little rainbow poof. And I yes. love it. It's adorable. It's so cute. She's adorable. And I love she that. Just, she put the control back in her hands and she said, you know what? This is my journey. I'm yes. going to do it my way. And, and, that's and there's it. something and, and there's, there's confidence behind it. And there's something so sexy about having confidence mm-hmm. and, and not just a, a confidence, you know, the usual confidence, but it's like that empowering confidence where you're like, no, I got this. Like, and not only am I showing up, but like I'm showing out because I'm showing up as me, you know? And like, I really don't care about what anybody thinks. Yeah. It's like, I think think once you get there, you know, there's growth. Oh yeah. I, I, there's something about bariatric surgery. When you see the girls from the bariatric, like at the pool and they got Mm -hmm. their bikinis on and they're there at this point, they've already made the commitment they're living the life they're doing the thing you know and they're Mm -hmm. owning it and they love Mm -hmm. themselves and Mm -hmm. it's just such a beautiful thing like I just it makes me so happy I just it does yeah and honestly I'm really excited that we do get this opportunity to bond at the cruise because I know we didn't really get um enough time the last you know time that we've met but I'm excited to really just lay by the pool and just really get to connect with a person and other people, of course, who will be there, who just know, you know, you may not be going through it right now. You may have went through it a few months ago, a few years ago, but when we talk about it, it's like, you're going, you're going, you're bringing your body's going back through it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly what I'm talking about when I'm like, oh my God, I took two bites and I'm like, oh, you know, you're going to be like, really? Like, I, I get it. I've been there. You know what I mean? So it, it's just, there's nothing like being surrounded by your people. To have really, to have that time to really connect. I like to always end the show with Do you have any words of wisdom, advice, anything that you want to share, pass on to anybody else out there who's listening or who's 305 pounds and feels hopeless? I love that. Um, You know what? Yes. My biggest piece of advice would be to never give up on yourself. Um that you ultimately know what is right and best for you. It's all in the matter of having and really tapping into your personal power and just kind of really just going for it and not giving a crap to really become that true and authentic self that we all talk about, right? We all want to become our true, most best authentic selves. And that really ultimately comes with just giving yourself grace and loving yourself and telling yourself that you can do it versus you can't do it. Because if you're telling yourself you can't do it, you're not going to, you know? Mm -hmm. But when you put yourself first 
and you give yourself grace and you hold yourself accountable and you love on yourself, but you allow yourself to feel whatever it is that you feel. Um, it, it, there's just, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like getting to know and falling in love with yourself. There's nothing like it. And it, it's, it's weird, especially, and I feel like you kind of know when you know, because you, you go so long without loving and even liking yourself. So once you start to feel that like unfamiliar feeling, it's kind of like, you don't want to do anything else but that. Because now you know what it's like to put yourself first. So that would be the number one thing is to just really, I guess, trust yourself in your intuition. Don't be scared. Um, You got this. When you are scared, tap into your community, your people, chances are they feel and or have felt the exact same way you have. Um, And honestly, the rest is just history from there. Like once you just kind of start getting your toes wet, you know, it's just like this, ooh, like it's like riding a bike for the first time, you know? Yeah. So I think that would be my number one advice is to just start with you loving and trusting you, you know, cause you got to have that first before you, you want to have that first before you start this journey <laughs> so you can navigate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I no, think that's I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, thank for, you for having me a light in what seems like a sea of darkness sometimes. Yes. I really appreciate your energy and your positivity and thank you. You're just like, you know how a child just loves everybody and sees yeah. the best in everybody and loves. Yeah. And, and so that's how I kind of see you. Like you're just very loving and giving and don't lose that. Thank you. Um, it's a beautiful character to have and a blessing. I, I, that means, you know, more than, you know, because it definitely is, I just see every day as like something to look forward and be grateful for, you know, especially, obviously I'm young, but especially with everything that I have encountered thus far. Um, I know how grateful it is, you know, how grateful I should be to be here. So it means so much. I, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to be here. My first podcast. Woo-hoo! Yeah. <laughs> first podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thanks for being here, Lonnie. Of and course. We w- will work towards the cruise and we get to yes. go a big party. I'm excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Yeah. Thank you. I'm happy that I'm able to be here to, you know, talk just to talk like organically, you know, about this stuff and everything that comes with it because it changes your life forever. So thank you for asking me to be here. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, have a great weekend, Lonnie. You too. Okay. Thank you. So are you. I love you. I'll see you soon. Yes. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like the show, 
please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcasts. And check us out at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash fairy diaries for more exclusive content, deep dives, and info on upcoming events. Don't forget, follow us on social media. See you there.